0: welcome to the breakfast show we all know no pain no gain but how about no risk no reward that's the motto of today's guest who spent over two decades in asia building a career in insurance and financial services he was the ceo of hsbc insurance singapore before leaving the company to found singlife singapore's first digital life insurance business back in 2014. Leveraging on digitalization, Singlife modernized the insurance business, making it more accessible and transparent. The company went on to merge with Aviva Singapore in 2020 in what was the country's largest insurance deal, creating a homegrown insurer with over 1 million customers. To date, he has also established another fintech startup, which despite economic uncertainties, has attracted 19 million US dollars in Series A funding in 2022 and last year completed a 5 million usd series a funding round as well let's get some inspiration from our guest today his name is walter de oda founder of singlife and also the founder of chocolate finance walter good morning how are you good morning and great great to be here great to have you on walter thank you for making the trip down to the studio First and foremost, how did you navigate the challenges of raising capital and growing SingLife from its inception back in 2017 to the successful acquisition by Sumutomo Life last year? Are there any specific hurdles or milestones that you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, raising capital is not an easy thing ever. Uh, It doesn't matter what kind of business you're doing. um, You need to have a really, really strong proposition uh, with with an ability to to show growth and returns in order to raise capital. In the case of SingLife in the beginning, the main reason for raising capital was so that we could demonstrate the large amount of solvency you needed to operate a life insurance company Mm. in Singapore. And you needed the capital in order to get the license. But most capital only comes when you can demonstrate a working business model. Now, in our case, we couldn't show a working business model because we didn't yet have the license. We didn't have the license because we didn't yet have the capital. So to go through that circular motion uh, to get through the capital raising took almost three years, uh, which is a long time in startup land.
0: Yes, it is. Could you share some insights into some of the current economic trends impacting capital raising?
1: Uh, yeah sure I mean the, the capital raising in short term or in, in early stage companies does go through quite a few different cycles yeah when there is a lot of capital and a lot of liquidity it's actually easier to raise money and, and when there is lesser capital it's harder for a, that's pretty um, ordinary but uh, what we've seen more recently is that it has been more and more difficult for companies to raise startup money mm. uh, as as economics have changed. We have seen a, a plethora of startups in in 20, eighteen to 2022, who have, have, have been funded well, many of which haven't have performed as well as uh, might have, have hoped, which has meant that it's more and more difficult for new companies to raise new money at right. the current time.
0: Right. Okay. Now, when you have enough capital, you can acquire more as well. And you had two significant acquisitions during your time at Sing Life, uh, Zurich Life and Aviva Limited. What drove the strategic decisions behind those acquisitions and what was happening in the insurance industry at the time that made it conducive for you to do so?
1: Sure. I think the biggest challenge for any new business is growth, and and growth as fast and as furious as you possibly can. You've always got fixed costs, and so the faster you can generate revenue or scale the business, the better. Now, that can come organically by just doing what you do very, very well, Mm. but sometimes opportunities present themselves like the Zurich or the Aviva transactions, which meant that we could scale by acquisition, Yes. Uh, the trend at the time was companies like Zurich and Aviva, when they were planning an exit from their uh, Singapore positions or, or businesses, they were doing so to kind of focus on their home markets or on a on, on more stable um, strategies, uh, which led to opportunities for us to um, to consolidate and uh, and build and grow inorganically.
0: Mm. All right. Now to make Singlife stand out in the competitive digital life insurance industry. Uh, how did you then approach branding and positioning? Are there any specific competitors or market conditions that influenced this strategy?
1: Well, branding is such an important part of any business. We remember businesses by the way we see them and, and have heard about them. They say if you're ever going to start a, uh, a five-star hotel, the best place to build a five-star hotel is right next to all the other five-star hotels, mm. and you'll see that everywhere in Singapore and around. Now, when we built SingLife, we used the branding of what's known to people around safety and security, the things that people recognize as branding. We chose a lion. We chose <laughs> big, black, and red bold lettering to kind of position ourselves in a safe, well-positioned space. Mm. And that worked incredibly well to demonstrate the trust of a new life insurance company. But over time, we realized that the digital efficiency and all the technologies that we had were so much more than a stable, old-fashioned-looking logo Mm. We then uh, adjusted those uh, branding to be more digitally minded and digitally focused, which then accelerated our customer growth story
0: again. So along with those adjustments, I'm just curious whether you encountered challenges as well, uh, you know, with buy in, with people sort of moving from or moving into new territory, really venturing into new territory.
1: There is always challenge. Yeah. Every startup or every new company has to iterate many, many times mm. before it uh, finds uh, a pathway to to super success. Uh, and those iterations don't necessarily mean you do one thing and then change. It means you actually do 20 things at the same time right. and then you narrow them down yes. as the more successful uh, uh, agendas or, or opportunities materialize. So it's always a rethink, always test every opportunity and try and see wherever you can maximize around those things.
0: Well, you had an interesting journey, right? You transitioned from an HSBC CEO to a startup founder where you face numerous startup challenges, right? Competition, scaling, funding, hiring a competent team, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And then later became a multinational CEO where perhaps those challenges aren't as pressing uh, and you inherit a sort of a credible brand, if you will. What were the key lessons you learned during these different phases of your career? Well,
1: the key lesson for me is to understand myself and what it is that makes me happy. And uh, the thing that makes me most happy is to build cool stuff. Uh, and solve real problems for real people. At the time of uh, of HSBC moving and starting SingLife, the idea was we could build a digital life insurance company, a more engaging life insurance company, mm. and a more fun interaction with customers. And we had a lot of fun building that. Um, moving forward into new things, uh, it's all about how do we build things which will help people. For example, how do we give people a better return on their idle cash savings? the thrill and benefit of building something new was much more uh, stimulating to me than just running a big company. Sure.
0: Yeah, let's move on to one of those new things. Chocolate Finance. Uh, Despite economic uncertainties, uh, this venture has secured substantial funding. First and foremost, uh, what drove you to name it Chocolate Finance? What was the inspiration behind that? And what inspired you to start the venture as well as are there any market trends or factors that influenced your decision?
1: Sure. Well, the, the first question is why chocolate? <laughs> well, that's a simple one. Everybody loves chocolate. Yes, Chocolate makes you happy and we want you to be happy about your money. So the story of chocolate really started based on something that I built when I was still at Singlife. We, yep. uh, we had a product at Singlife called the Singlife account. And the idea was really, how can we give people a better return on their cash? Mm-hmm. So what chocolate finance aims to do is to find a way for people to get an enhanced return without all the traditional hoops to jump through, lockups and, and other stuff. And so we're using some pretty innovative technologies in order to execute on that strategy as we build out this business. To your second question on funding and economic trends, we see customers continually wanting uh, better, better returns
0: on their cash, and as a result, businesses can work in that direction. Mm. All right. Looking back at your career, if there would be any word of advice you could give for someone who might be treading the same path or is considering doing so, what would that be? I think that
1: for me, it's all about finding your happy place and, and what it is that makes you happy. And then the second question is to ask yourself, can you afford to chase that happiness dream? So some people would love to be startup guys, but don't have the capital or the the financial support or the family support to to take that kind of a risk. Uh, other people want to be chief executives of big multinational companies and, and then push for that but at the end of the day you only have one life so find the thing that makes you the most happy chase that as hard as you can
0: uh, and do the best you can all right lasting words of wisdom from walter de oda find what makes you happy and continue on that path thank you so much for your time in the studio great to be on the show that was walter de oda founder of sing life and founder as well of chocolate finance stay with money fm 89.3